This is KMTT, Kimitzion Tetzay Torah. In this winter semester, we'll be sending out a series of shurim on understanding minhagim, different minhagim of Rabbanim uh, in the last uh, couple of generations, be delivered by Harav Benjamin Tavoy. Today's shir will be a little different in style from the shurim we've been giving until now. The regular shi'ur, shi'urim have been on different minhagim of agdolim. Today I will begin with one particular minig of Reb Chaim that's not really a minig. It's quoted in the Sefer of Anagos Hagrach, Halichos Hagrach, I'm sorry. And we'll have a little bit of a halachic discussion about this point and the ramifications of this point in other areas. In the book Halichos Hagrach, it mentions that there's a din in Shulchan Aruch that you should not train your son to be Michal Shabbos or Yantif, even in things that are Drabana. The Ramah says, this re- might refer to a, a child below the age of Chinuch, but a child of the age of Chinuch, so then you have to stop him from doing Melach on Shabbos. Reb Chaim felt, as quoted in this Sefer, that if someone tells his son to do malacha on Shabbos, obviously we're referring to a son below the age of Bar Mitzvah, the father is actually a mumar for Shabbos. Even though it's really only included in the lav, because it's considered as if it's malacha Shabbos. He talked about the particular case on Pesach. If the first night of Pesach was on Shabbos, people would carry their matzos through Rishus Harabim with a cotton. The cotton would count, would count, would carry it. Reb Chaim said they did two different isurim. One, Lota Achilum. Lota Achilum is a general halacha that you cannot give non-kosher food to ktanim. Lota achilum. But there's another halacha of Lota Semlacha Ata Uvincha. Now when the Torah says Lota Sakamlacha Ata Uvincha, how old is this child we're, we're talking about? If the child is above the age of a mitzvah, so then he's Ata. He, the Torah talks to everyone above the age of a mitzvah. So it must be a child below by mitzvah. And the Torah says Lota Sekomlacha Ata Uvincha. So apparently there's a tzivoy on the father to make sure that his son keeps Shabbos. So not only is it included in the general isur of lo tachilum, but it's a specific isur of lo ta'asakamlacha, and therefore it has in it the element of chilul Shabbos, which according to Reb Chaim would make the person who transgressed this avera a muma. There is a rather long tshuva in Achiezer, Reb Chaim Ozer, Sefer of Tshuvas, in Chela Gimel, Simen Sadi Aleph, on this whole topic of a cotton eating treif and bezdin, stopping them, feeding them, etc. Obviously, we are not going to go to all the laws of uh, giving food or stopping children from eating, but I will discuss this one point. Reb Chaim Eiser also raised the same question, 
But he phrased it as a question. Since there is a general halacha of lot of lotachilum, so why would Shabbos need a separate pasuk of lotasa komalacha atovincha? Why would it not be included in the general isur of lotachilum? So he first raised an issue: Would there be a distinction in exactly the way you do the isur? Lotachilum might only mean if you actually feed him. Someone suggested, most people rejected this argument, that lachilobayadayim actually means to give him the food and give it to him to eat. But if, let's say you put it in front of him or you, pl- you enable him to eat, that wouldn't be included in lotachilum. Most people reject that opinion. Um, but there is such an opinion. On Shabbos, even if you don't say anything to him, not only if you directly give him something to carry, but even if you don't tell him directly, but you know that your father, the, the child, understands that his father wants to do that, wants him to do that, that is also included in the Easter of Lotasukom Lacha Atovincha. What Ribchai Moser was looking for was what a particular case that Lotasemalacha would include that would have not been included if not for the Pasuk Lotasakamalacha. Lotachilim would not include a case where you didn't give him the food. The child thinks the father wants him to do it. But Shabbos would include that case. However, immediately afterwards, Reb Chaim Ozer quotes that Reb Chaim of Valazhin said that the Pasuk Lotasakamalacha is because the Iser of Lotachilum is only a regular Iser, like any other Iser. But the Halacha of Lotasa is an Iser of Shabbos, which is more Chamer. And Rashi quotes that a Mechal Shabbos is like an Oved Avadazara. In the quote of Reb Chaim Eiser, he didn't go as far as is quoted in the, in the uh, Halichos Hagrach to say that the person who would do such a thing is actually a Mummer, but nevertheless, that's the impression one gets from the statement of Reb Chaim of Valazhin quoted by the Achiezer. How far would we take this particular research? So it's interesting that the Arsameach in Perik Chav Dalit of Hilcha Shabbos says that it, a father is required to stop his son from doing malacha. But, he says, this would not apply to a din It also would not apply to Yom Tov and only to Shabbos. He quotes an Ibn Ezra who, who he said, said this opinion. Let's think about these two points for a minute. Lotasa komalacha atavincha is obviously referring to an isur daraisa, but if there's an isur the rabbanan to do malacha on Shabbos, the Arsameach said that would not be included in the isur of lotasa komalacha even on a rabbanan level. Not so easy to distinguish between a daraisa and rabbanan. I would say lotasa komalacha. Ato Vincha is referring to a Melacha Daraisa, but an Isad Rabbanan, Ke'en Daraisa, so this would apply to a father telling his son to 
do an Isidur Rabbanan as well, or enabling him to do an Isidur Rabbanan. What's the source of this Arsamech that it doesn't apply to the Rabbanans? This source doesn't seem to be uh, a forced statement. As far as Yom Tov goes, so Ibn Ezra quoted a, a sentence in Ibn Ezra. Ibn Ezra, though, says something that's really interesting on the Pasuk at Shabtotai Tishmaru in Kedoshim, Perak Yutet, Pasuk Gimel. He said, That mitzvah al hakatan lishmaras and it's interesting that it seems to be that he thinks that a child really has to keep Shabbos. It's not even a din that he mentions about his father or bezdin. He just says mitzvah al hakatan lishmaras hashabbos ve'en kachasharamadim, but that doesn't apply to other yamim tovim. And then he says. A child should keep Shabbos because that will lead him to recognize HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Sheshavas Bayom HaShvi HaKadosh Baruch Hu rested. A child who will keep Shabbos will realize that's the reason he's keeping and it'll be a point of Amun of him. But then he says Et Shabtotait Eat he points out that it's Belashon Rabbim. And he says, because Ki Chayavim Haroim Lelamdo Ul Hachricho Vechain Bishmirat Shabbat. The plural of Tishmoru, the plural of Tirau, is to tell us not only is the child involved in this, but the people who see have to force him to keep Shabbos. Now, I think it's still referring to a katan here. And if that would be true, he seems to say that it only by Shabbos is there a special halacha of tishmaru in, in, in plural to tell us that anybody should stop a child from doing melacha on Shabbos. In general, it seems to me that many people have discussed that the halacha that's mentioned in the Shulchan Aruch about telling a child not about not allowing children or not telling children to do melacha, but to go so far as Reb Chaim to say that a person's actually a mummer for Shabbos for doing such a thing seems to be a big chiddush that Reb Chaim pointed out himself. Let's discuss other isurim of allowing a child or telling a child or giving a child something to do to be over an Iser. Now, I said this sugya of Bezdin Mitzuvim Lafrisho, if you really require to stop children from doing Averis in general, for, one could have argued and said that this only applies to Machalos Asuros. The din of Lota Achilum is actually referring to food. And since we think that food has in it some property that's not good for the Jewish personality, for the Jewish makeup. In fact, we we probably remember Chazal, that on the Pasuk Venit Meisembam, they say, Ma'achalas Asuros, Mitam Tim Mesalev. 
somehow affect the personality of a person. He ingests something that's treif. When we remember the beautiful Rashi in Chumash, when Moshe was a little child and his sister said to the daughter of Paro, she said, let me call an Egyptian wet nurse who'll come to nurse the child. So Rashi points out, how did the Moshe's sister have the nerve to suggest getting a Jewish girl? There are plenty of Egyptians around. And why wouldn't the daughter of Paro get a wet nurse, a, an Egyptian? And Rashi points out that they had done such a thing. They had brought various uh, Egyptian girls to nurse Moshe, and Moshe refused to nurse from any of them. And Rashi uses the words, How could it be that the mouth that's going to speak to HaKadosh Baruch Hu will ingest something that's not pure? Now, in a certain sense, everyone is a peshi daber mashchina, not the, in the level of Moshe Rabbeinu, but we all are people that in some level have a meeting with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, shiyedaber imashchina. So to eat something at Same seems to be a difficult issue for us to accept, even if it's not specifically considered Asr, Moshe was only an infant. So one might argue that this only applies to Machalas Asuras. So I said we're not going to go into the whole sugya, but I'd like to point out a few places where I find that people have raised this issue and not specifically on Shabbos and Yantif. On Shabbos and Yantif we said there's a separate Isur of Lot if that applies to Yamtov, I said you Arsameh said it's not. Perhaps one could argue with that. But here we have an interesting question. What about giving a child food on Yom Kippur? Now, if you would have asked me, my first reaction to this question would be, I don't understand, children are supposed to eat. We're not talking about a child who reached the age where he's supposed to fast. The Mishnah in Yuma tells us a certain age where children are supposed to fast. But I'm not up to that stage yet. The child is younger. You're going to tell me there might be some sort of an Easter to give a child food on Yom Kippur? The first one that raised this issue, to my knowledge, is in the tshuvas of Rabbeinu Tam. In the tshuva of Rabbeinu Tam, Simen Nun Aleph, number base, Rabbeinu Tam was asked as follows. They said, please, Rabbi, teach us. There are certain religious people who are very, very meticulous about being pure and holy, they don't want to feed their young children in Kippur, even a child who did not come yet to the age of Chinuch, a, a really young child. They also said that someone who feeds them transgresses the love of Lota Achilum, giving them food directly. There are some people say that it's allowed because it's important for the child. Chacham did not make Xera. But, so, other people argue that would be about a Dindar But this is a Dindar 
and a dindaraisa, you can't give him. So they asked Rabbeinu Tam. Now, in my edition of Sefer Ayashar, of the Chuvas of Rabbeinu Tam, there is no response. There is a tradition that Rabbeinu Tam did answer this, but I don't know where it's from. However, let's look in the Halacha about this particular issue. When we look in Hilchas Yom HaKippurim, we find an interesting halacha. It says, a child nine years old, ten, <coughs> ten years old, we train them to go a few hours without eating. If they would eat normally every two, two hours, feed them three hours, etc. An eleven-year-old child should fast. Rama discusses uh, maybe 11 is too young, especially if a child is weak. A girl 12 and a boy 13 certainly have to fast even if they did not reach physical maturity and even if they uh, don't look very strong. Now, here the Mishnah Brewer quotes the Magan Avram. In Simon Tafesh Tezayin, Siv Katan Hey in the Mishnah Burah, he says that the Magen Avram says to give the child food directly is Aser Lechuli Alma. Like everybody would say it's Aser, even not just for the father, that you cannot feed a person food that's not kosher. Now, first of all, you see that this applies to Yom Kippur. It's not just the food's not kosher. The food is basically kosher food. It's Yom Kippur. Nevertheless, the Magan Avram quoted that it's Usr. Did he say it's Usr Daraisa? The way the Mishnah quotes it, it doesn't seem to be Usr Daraisa. I don't know. But here comes the Mishnah himself in Sharat Zion and says, I could argue with this because the law of Lota Achilum applies to something that's an Iser Gomor, and then he adds, Beng the Oraisa u Beng the Rabbanan. I said earlier that the, in referring to Shabbos, the Yarsameach said the din of Lota Semlacha doesn't apply to a Rabbanan. Here, the Mishnah Bruh says clearly that the Iser of Lota Achilum applies to a Rabbanan as well. But in our case of Yom Kippur, he said, if a child is 11 or 12, that since he has to fast mid-Rabbanan, then you could talk about lo ta'achilum. But here we're talking about a child below that age. You do have to feed him. After three hours, you have to make sure he eats. You can call it an iser. The father has a, a concept of chinuch. For other people, that there's no din of chinuch, I don't see any reason why you can't give them food directly. And he said, he found this in other Rishonim as well. And it just seems like a big uh, step of the Magen Avram to say that this applies to Yom Kippur, and it's also to feed a child even below the age of Chinuch, Biyadayim. And the question that was raised in Rabbeinu Tam seems to be a psak in the Magen Avram. The Rabbi Chaim argued with it, 
And obviously, you could distinguish between this and regular machalas asuros, and say that there's no halacha at all that this child can't eat on Yom Kippur. A child should not eat treif. But even an adult can eat on Yom Kippur when he needs to eat on Yom Kippur. So, it seems to be a very strange uh, statement that raised in the Tshuva of Rabbeinu Tam, and also quoted by the Magen Avram. Another case that that issue was raised was also, to me, rather a big chiddush. The Mishnabura in Simen Tafresh Mem, Sivkat and Vav, we're discussing the laws of Sukkah. So, the age of of mitzvah of sukkah is like anything else. A child by mitzvah is chayef. What about the law of chinuch? So the Brisa and Masechah sukkah says that a cotton she'enotzarich li'imo is chayef b'sukkah midrabanan, midivrei sofrim, k'day l'chanuchah b'mitzvahs. A child who doesn't need his mother if a child needs his mother, his mother doesn't have to sit in the sukkah. And if a child needs his mother, so he's that young, the mitzvah of chinuch for sukkah doesn't apply to him. But once he reached the age, which is, uh, uh, according to the Shulchan Aruch, five years old, six years old, so he's chayiv in sukkah mit Rabbanan. The Mishnah says, of course, this depends upon the particular child. You can't say five, six, it depends. But then he says, you, you're certainly not allowed to give the child food outside the sukkah. Nobody can give him food outside the sukkah. For the father, we talked about the mitzvah of chinuch. For sure the father cannot give him to eat outside the sukkah. But no one can give him out of the sukkah. Why? He said, what does it mean to give him food? Either to give it to him, mamish, to feed him, or to tell him to eat. Whether you give him the food directly, you just tell him to eat, is irrelevant. They're both usr. He, in the Sharat Siyun, he says, if he puts the food on the table and the child eats without being told, so Bezdin, a regular person, would not be over this Easter. But the father would have to stop him from eating because of the mitzvah of Chinuch, not to eat outside the sukkah at all. Now, this Chiddush of the um, Mishnah Bura is found in the Tshuva of the Avni Nezer in Simitav Pe'alef. The Avni Nezer says that there's an Easter to eat outside the Sukkah, and since there's an Easter to eat outside the Sukkah, you can't give it to a child to eat outside the Sukkah, like Chuma Tmeya. A child below the age of Chinuch, when he needs his mother, he says he's in its tire. But if he doesn't need his mother, the father, or perhaps anyone, you're not allowed to give him food midaraisa, outside the sukkah. A woman is not obligated in sukkah, so therefore there's no problem. She can give him to eat outside the, the sukkah. And he compares it to the case where since a woman is not usher in hakafas uh, harosh, in specific haircuts that are forbidden for us, a woman is not enjoined from cutting her hair in any style that she wants.
she is allowed to do this to to a man, except for the other problems of lifneiver, etc., etc. But there's no Eastern woman. She's not involved in this halach at all. Since she's not involved in the halach of sukkah, she's allowed to give a child food outside the sukkah. There are tremendous chidushim here that one per, that one could really, really argue with. The basic premise is of the Avni Nezer and the Mishnah that there's a real Easter to eat outside the sukkah. Where do you find such an Easter? There's a mitzvah to eat in the sukkah, there's an eat mitzvah on Pesach to eat matzah, and there's an Easter to eat chametz. On, on sukkah, there's a mitzvah to eat, to eat in the sukkah. But who told you there's an Easter to eat outside the sukkah? The, the halacha is that a person who eats outside the sukkah is mevatel mitzvah saseh. He has the opportunity, because he's eating, to fulfill the mitzvah of, of sitting in the sukkah. But he doesn't sit in the sukkah. So that's considered a bitul asay. He is not fulfilling an asay, but he's doing an action which is a bitul asay. That's true. This discussion is well known from a point raised by the Minchas Chinuch. The Tosfus asks, we know that a sukkah is, the sukkah gzula is puzzle. A, stol, a stolen sukkah is puzzle. But Tosfus asks, why do we need a separate halacha that a sukkah gzula is puzzle? Isn't it a regular case of mitzvah ababa avera? It's a regular iser to steal. And if the, if the stealing creates the mitzvah, it's a mitzvah ababa avera. A number of answers were given by Tosfus, a, a discussion about this point. The Minchas Chinuch said there's a big difference between the psul of mitzvah baba avera and sukkah gzula. Mitzvah baba avera would mean, according to the way the Minchas Chinuch explained it, it's not proper to do this mitzvah, and the mitzvah doesn't count for your credit, as it were, because the avera created the mitzvah. But the bottom line is you ate in the sukkah, so you don't fulfill a mitzvah, but you didn't eat outside the sukkah. The halach of sukkah gzula is more encompassing, and the halach of sukkah gzula told me that not only do you not fulfill the mitzvah of eating the sukkah, but you're actually over the isur of eating outside the sukkah. This was the answer suggested by the Minchas Chinuch. People have argued with him. Specifically, um, Reb Shimon and Shari Yosher argued and said that the premise is incorrect. A person who ate in the sukkah without kavanah to fulfill the mitzvah, or in a situation that he does not fulfill the mitzvah, let's say he has kavana not to sit in the sukkah, or not to be mekayim the mitzvah, or it's a sukkah gzula, so he is mevatel mitzvah zaseh. It's the same as eating outside the sukkah, because there's no specific isur of eating outside the sukkah. But we've seen here in the Avnei Nezer, in the Mishnah Bura, that they think there's a specific isur in eating outside the sukkah, and therefore... It would be improper to feed a child outside the sukkah. I think it's a remarkable chiddush of the Avinezer and the Mishlebura. The last point that I would like to raise is a topic that we've once discussed in connection with the laws of tefillin. The Gemara in Masechus Sukkah says that the age of chinuch for a child 
for tefillin is katan hayodeya lishmar tefillah. If a katan is aware enough to protect his tefillin, to guard his tefillin, to take care of his tefillin, Rashi says that he should be careful of his own body and he should know not to take them into the bathroom. The itur is well known that said this refers to a child who has reached the age of 13. Then the father is required to buy him tefillin. But below that age, there's no din of chinuch for tefillin. Of course, the question would be, if the child is 13, then he's bar mitzvah. It's not anymore a concept called chinuch. So the Itor explained, by the way, this is quoted in the Shulchan Aruch, that the Itor said this is referring to a child who reached the age of 13, but did not reach physical uh, physical um, maturity yet. And therefore, Midaraisa, he might be still considered a cotton, but he's 13 years old, so he's Yodea Lishmat There also might be a, a suspicion that really he did reach physical maturity and we weren't aware of it, but that is the opinion of the Itor. Below that age, it, would it be proper to allow a child to put on tefillin? If we assume that tefillin requires gufnaki, tefillin is, you have to be very careful of hesachadas, would give, giving tefillin to a child below the age of bar mitzvah involve a sim, similar problem of lo ta'achilum, I'm giving him something that is improper. Of course, this would assume that the law of of lotachilum doesn't just apply to food. It doesn't just apply to machalas asuros. It applies to any place where I give a child something that will cause him to do some sort of an avera, something improper. Of course, not improper for a child who's not mechuyev, but in, for an adult. Would this be the concept of lesafi labayadayim to give him the tefillin? assuming he cannot take care of them properly, and somehow we would be over a similar Easter to Lota Achilum. I found these cases rather interesting. There, as I said, this topic itself is a very great topic of when Besdin is required, under what circumstances. We only mentioned a few places that are a little bit unusual in this halacha.